Hey, I'm Kelly. I talk about lifestyle, brands, and culture, and often the intersection of all three. This week, I'm talking about why I curate my lifestyle and how you can too. Hey everyone, it's Kelly, and we're back with a new episode of The Art of Curating Things. So the intention with this episode is to have really cool conversations about curation. Today, I have a very special guest who is a good friend of mine, who's someone who I deeply admire and respect, and I'm like geeking out that she said yes to be on my podcast. And this is someone who curates the best, epic, just really community-based music experiences in Las Vegas, and in then also creating other experiences, but definitely within music, and she's been someone I look up to while curating, so I wanted to have her on. Miss Tree Hill, how are you? I am well. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're I'm here. I'm living and learning. That's actually, that's, that's the way I respond to that question. Living and learning? Yeah, I'm living and learning. I love it. And Tree is the person also that like will text me, not even knowing I'm having like a weird human moment, and will be like, "Here, listen to this video, or listen to this podcast, <laughs> or listen to this speech." And I'm like, "How does she know?" So you really have been very reflective of like me being a person experience of like growing, living, and learning, and also creatively because you're you are literally the first person that I ever hired to curate music or outsource anything I've ever done Mm. you were my first person and so when I saw you at soul sessions and heard more behind the scenes being able to just hang out with you like as friends um when I saw what you could do not that what you could do but what you did and have been doing for years and just the consistency of it Mm. and in in a market that is still kind of like creating those spaces you've been doing it you're a real trailblazer in it so yeah just to really set the tone right now um how do you self-identify as like a human and as a creative um well the best answer I can give is I'm actually doing my best to not identify too much with anything. Mm. Um, though I'm very thankful to be a woman. Mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, manifestation <laughs> physically. Yes, yes. Um, and someone of color. Yes. Um, and, a, you know, people will... People call me a poet. (laughs) (laughs) And an organizer, you know, event coordinator, what have you. Um, Producer. Yeah, not to be mistaken with music production, because no, I don't know how to engineer. Yes, different. Yeah, different. Different. Um, Different. Um, But really, just doing my best to just be. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and remembering that and not getting caught up in vocabulary and terminology and um, and division, though there's a purpose for it. Right. So it can be a little ironic at times, especially depending on where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? Um, but, yeah, I, uh, my, my main focus, I can say, is my uh, spiritual or whatever you want to call that, uh, health. 
I love it. And And you're someone I look up to because I know the inner work that you have done, what you've shared with me, and, like, really, like, going deep and, like, when you went to Peru, right? Mm. And, like, that journey and sharing a bit about that. It's interesting because this week... I started doing this thing where I have conversations and like a certain topic every week because a lot of my stuff is touches upon a lot of things, but just to give it a little bit more root. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Thank you. For <laughs> I'm a story um, watcher. I like thank to you watch for watching stories my story. and respond to them on Instagram. You do, and I appreciate that. Um, and this week was like, how do you curate your creative lifestyle? And I had that as a conversation starter because I knew today I would be interviewing you, mm. and what always stuck with me is because I see and I could just feel you when you're really doing that inner work mm. of just you as a human. And then how does that manifest then in your creative work? Because I think as creatives, we're always like not fighting with it or you have to work with it, but like you're also a human going through human shit, but then you're your creativity and your livelihood is based on your showing up and having the energy, and having the focus, and being productive, like, and I really admire how you take that time for yourself, and you've told me, like, I'm going away, I'm unplugging, I'm doing this thing, um, how are you incorporating, like, healing, um, just, like, personal rituals for yourself, and, like, holding that space, because your art is very much reflective of you, Mm. how do you do that? Um, well, a, it's it's natural. It's okay. almost like, um, it's the way that I think. Okay. And when I'm not thinking that way, then I'm chaotic. Mm. So when I'm not in that space, then I'm worried about how I'm going to pay my bills. Then yes. I'm worried about what do I need to do yeah. or how am I going to like, <laughs> you know, I'm just like laid out, you know? Yeah. It's not until I remember that I'm resisting and then I, I'm okay. So what are the signs when you know that you're, like, in that resisting state? What are you um, feeling? I feel heavy, especially in my, like, my heart space. I feel very, very heavy. I start projecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I become insecure about whatever the topic is or whatever it is that I'm feeling and who I'm talking to. Um, a lot of, if you're not around me, when I'm going through those things, you'll never know because I I. I I'll go through it alone. I like going through things alone. But if you're around me, you're going to hear it, (laughs) which is like, okay, all my friends know, like, okay, yeah. um, And then I'll just go back and apologize. You know, I'm sorry. (laughs) I apologize. Um, Or I just say it as I'm going, like, hey, I'm projecting right now. I just need you to just let me do it or whatever or whatever. But anyway, that allows me. what gets you out of that loop? Accountability, I guess. Okay. Um, not just accountability, because I've noticed that a lot of people, well, let me speak about myself. I've taken accountability for many things, but I haven't, um, s- specific things I haven't always practiced consistently. Mm. So it's like, I can do like this, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, don't do it again. And it's like, I'm, I can keep a, you know. Right. But then it's like, okay, create, like, watch out for the space like give her her space like be more aware of that you know just as an example like if I'm bumping into you like just be aware of like the space um that's a small example but really applying 
the information that I have. I think that's huge because I can sometimes get in those cycles of like, I have all the crystals, I have the oils, I have the sage and the Palo Santo and the prayers. And I like think about like I carry it in a suitcase. I'm just wheeling this shit around with me. But I need to like open up the suitcase and like use the oils and pray with the crystal and meditate, right? And like you have to apply it. You can't just carry the shit around with you. So like how do you apply it? Like how does that look in your day-to-day life? Uh, changing the dialogue that I have with myself in my head. So if I'm if I'm um if I'm feeling some kind of way negatively, then I'll go, okay. Well, you know what? I'm figuring it out. I'll just go lighter on myself. You know, like, okay, I'm figuring it out. Um, this too shall pass. Things like that. Keep it general. And I've learned a lot of this from Abraham Hicks <clears throat> and Bashar, if anybody knows who that is. Um, very similar to Abraham Hicks. A, okay. a, a lot of entities who are coming here, people are channeling these beings for the same purpose. Yes. Um, but I, a lot from that and from people that I talk to, from my own psychedelic experiences, um, and just from listening to my own intuition, it's just like, okay, just chill. And, and after a few minutes or a few hours of saying that my mood shifts and if it if if it goes back something happens i get a text message and i'm like ah okay (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) because like i really appreciate that part of me that comes from akron ohio i gotta shout out akron because um it's like do you feel like you need both i need both I, I love I love that part of that side of me. I love that like about you actually ruthless. because that resonates with myself as like I can be really zen and I'm like very kind, but I am still fucking from New York. <laughs> right. And if a bitch tries to cross <laughs> me, I'm like, what? <laughs> like my Italian comes out, comes yeah. really fiery. It actually happened, and I called you right after. I'm like, Tree. You did. And I said, calm down. New York Kelly is about to really come out because we were in a situation. (laughs) And I called you, and you were like, this too shall pass. And you were so sad. I'm like, thank you so much. And then she, yeah. But it's, do you feel like it's helped you actually in like just being a human and just like, moving forward in life because I think sometimes when you feel like you're spirit not that you feel spiritual but when you're more in the spiritual sense and like vibing out in there it could you could almost become like too passive or like things could kind of like I don't want to say step on you but you know what I'm saying like you're a little too laid back but you still have to like hustle and you're still an entrepreneur and you're still a creative like do you feel like that helps you cut through that or like it help definitely helps me get to where I need to go because yeah. I personally <clears throat> cannot move unless I'm like excited about it mm-hmm. so like unless I, unless it's like I just gotta I'm on a deadline right you know then you it's like I'm moving through stress that's you know I'm like okay you gotta to, answer the email writing up this proposal <laughs> send this email gotta yeah. get it done my phone died my yeah. computer okay yeah <laughs> um let me start here I feel like a huge part of our purpose in being here on this planet is to not only learn obviously and have experiences um and evolve through them um but to raise the vibration of the entire human race 
right? Yes. And because I can't change you. Right. And I don't want to change you. Right. I have to be that. And that automatically shifts something metaphysically in existence. And you feel it somewhere in time. Damn. And, and you. Yeah. So I think that a lot of the things that we are, we feel pressure about or for is the old paradigm attempting to make us dense. So for instance, when work is like, oh, you're going to be, you know, you got to do this. And it's like, it really doesn't matter because this is just temporary. Right. So I have to remember that. And that's another thing, like. When you asked how I identify, and I said, you know, doing my best to not really identify mm-hmm. to anything, <clears throat> at least with terms. Right. Um, because language is, is so limiting. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to call it limiting because it, it definitely is helpful. Um, it's a tool for sure. It doesn't, it doesn't do me justice for the feeling of joy that I feel when we talk about you know God or Allah or mm-hmm. science or the universe whatever you want to call it we're, all, yeah. we're having the same conversation right and the essence of my being my inner being what I feel so like when I feel that I know that that's the truth and when I'm feeling when I'm in fear then I know that I'm resisting <clears throat> so it's not that's necessarily really it's not that it's like bad for me it's like right you know um discerning something that's like good or bad for for you because a lot of people will say oh you know we all know wrong right from wrong and it's like well you determine what's wrong for you and what's right for you now mm-hmm. we can agree on a lot of things that are that right, we can wrong. all say right that are wrong <laughs> yeah however i still have to stand by nothing is right or wrong it's still pre- even we can we can commonly agree that oh if I punched you in the face right now, that's wrong, right? Because you didn't do it. Like, what did you do so, to me? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. However, you had some participation. You had you create. You're creating your reality. Okay. So if I punch you, you attracted that in some way, some form in time. That's right. I can still take a responsibility for causing harm on you, because. It, it's a different it's a different lesson for the both of us. You okay. know what I mean? Like I cause harm on you, I take a, I take responsibility for that. Communicate whatever whatever I need to do. Also, it isn't healthy for you to blame me mm. because you created that for yourself. Okay. So it helps you to evolve when you account for the fact that everything in your life has now you're in this moment why you know you can question it if you want to or you could look at it and say living and learning exactly exactly i have a question from where you're from to what you're talking about now was that conversations you were having or like no not at all (laughs) i'm asking that too because you gave me little tidbits of like your growing up experience yeah so how is that those conversations to where you are now having these conversations and saying what you just said with people back from back home or yeah like or just like you growing up it's a it's definitely a huge jump for me and it's not like i don't i come from like what 
I would say black people consider as middle class. So like okay. economically it's poverty. Like <laughs> reality Stop. it's still like, you know, but from my perspective it was middle class. Middle class. You know, okay. it's like we grew up on a nice street. It was, okay. you know, I always lived in not always. I mostly lived in uh in black neighborhoods. Um and most of my friends, like almost 100% of my friends, friends are um black back home. Mm-hmm. It's very segregated in Ohio, I would say. Mostly white and black. And, I mean, the kids are different these days. So right. everybody is a little different. And even then, I, of course, I had, like, white friends. And I knew a lot of people who had white friends. But it was definitely different. Like, whereas, like, you and I, like, they're, like, obviously, like, there's there's a difference. <laughs> but, like, it's like you're cool. Like, you know, it's like the stereotypical white person. Yeah. And the stereotypical black person. Like, okay. for sure. In my experience, in my opinion. Um, we were not having these conversations back then. Um, and... What were your conversations like? Just, like, experiencing having a... Con- like, if you heard someone talk, like, how you're talking right now, would you be like... I'm like, what who the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck this... <laughs> Like, this, who the fuck this nigga think? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, like, I had, when I was maybe 18 or 17. When I was 18 is when I started to transform. I was actually a huge church goer around the really? age of, like, six. I loved going, not to, to the, what is it called when you go to uh, the congregation or the okay. preacher? I didn't, I couldn't do that. Couldn't stand it. But where all the kids were and the Sunday school. I loved going okay. to Sunday school. Um... I was always very curious about God and that kept me disciplined in mm-hmm. some way. Um, and so when I, be, when I turned 18, 19 is when I really started to journey and question what that was and dissect religion, not just Christianity, Christianity or Catholicism or Judaism, any of that. Um, I mean, all of that, but also like Hinduism, <clears throat> Sikhism, um, Islam, going to Buddhism and just, you know, what is energy and, you know, chakras. I started to do all of that at that age. And that's when you graduated high school, I'm assuming. It's actually my first or second year of college. So maybe 19, maybe I was 19 is when it happened. Um, I lived in the Dominican Republic for a short time. And I had a friend there who was eight. I met a friend there who was Mm -hmm. from Maine. The only fucking person I knew from Maine <laughs> like where's what's there and you met them in the Dominican Republic, them in the Dominican Republic and she was like I'm atheist and I'm like no you know what I'm lying she wasn't the one who was atheist it was another person okay um she was atheist and I'm like I couldn't even grasp the concept of being like what but I accepted her for like oddly I was just like okay I want to learn more about why she's atheist and I just started to study. If it weren't for her, I wouldn't have dissected why people choose to be atheists. And I realized <clears throat> um, after some time that people who are atheists don't believe in the system that's in place. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. I would be atheist too in that case. However, if I can, if I can take... If we understand that Amazon owns... Does Amazon own Whole Foods? Is that a yeah. fact? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Zappos and, yeah. you know, all these other corporations or businesses that we can understand that God means, Allah means, the universe mm-hmm. means. It's the same thing. 
at the at at its single like focal point we're having the same conversation at the end of the day so it's no point in debating or being upset other like what channel you choose yeah basically okay. it's like if you want to be christian fine i'll, I'll fuck with jesus you know? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be if you want to if you're islam i get with muhammad you know like yeah. because we're having the same conversation we waste a lot of energy on division and the government and non-physical entities which i like to call uh uh at least the the ones who aren't wanting humanity to progress um okay. and influencing the government big time um there's a plan for that so the more that we give energy into protesting causes that create division we're feeding that so that they can do whatever it is that they need to do something that you opened my eyes to that i'll never forget that really fucked me up in the in the beginning that i was but it like in a good way fucked me up mm. I saw you the day after Trump got elected. Mm, we sat on the curb. We sat on the curb, and I was just, like, so upset. And we were sitting in front of Vegination. I was like, Tree, I'm sorry. Like, it's <laughs> fucked up because I know most white bitches did vote for him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It's fucked up. And then you, you were like, Kelly, it's the same shit. You are like, it's been the same shit. And I was like, oh, what? No, it's been good. And then before that, maybe it was bad. But, you know, and you're like, no, it's been the same thing. It's the same thing. We have to change ourselves. We have to do here. We have to work here. And like, you, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I totally, <laughs> like, it broke me open in, like, it's such a powerful way that I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, that's fucked up. That was my privilege, if you will. Of seeing that, like, this person would have saved us and this person is hurting us, but at the same time, it's the same mm. shit. Even though I do like to understand politics, because I feel like it is a lever that we could pull more for, like, equality, more for making sure that trans kids, LBGTQ kids could go to school and have jobs and not get fired for being who they are. Like, that stuff of just, like, very basic level, like, human rights and making sure the environment's not getting fucked over. Right. That's the type of politics I enjoy, like, being a part of or helping move that forward. But you really opened my eyes that, like, it was all the same. And, like, you could put another name on it, but, like, that energy and that structure is all the same. And I think you're a beautiful example of, like, you doing your own inner work what you were just saying, like vibing and you're lifting up people, which is so beautiful. And I see that in the experiences that you curate, you're doing the inner work. You're not waiting on someone else to be the president or mm, to be, right, right. you know mm. what I'm saying? And that you really opened my eyes to that. So thank you. Thank you. I like that. You said that, um, you made a good point about waiting, um, for things to shift, you know, Abraham Hicks says, um, you don't need to have the experience in order to change. So a lot of people are waiting for the experience to learn the lesson. Where you can actually create, focus on the things that you want right mm -hmm. here, right now, and have that dialogue when you're thinking <clears throat> throughout the day, every day, 
um, and become that. You know what I mean? So it's like, for instance, um, a lot of us want money, right? Yeah. <laughs> Big time, right? <laughs> right. So that's what we're going to do, right? In order, in, instead of waiting for that gig or that job right. that's going to give you like six figures or whatever, um, or waiting for your business to actually get to that get, point. Get to that point. You vibrationally become that that frequency. So you know, billionaires, millionaires vibrate on a certain frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that creates a direct flow of money, whatever that is, right? Because not a lot, not every billionaire is absolutely positive either. Right. But there's a formula. Right. And so once you become thankful or appreciative for any type of value or abundance added to your life, it could be friendship. It could be clarity. It could be right. Your, your, whatever it is that your art form is or somebody you giving me a glass of to drink and I'm thirsty all day and I've been, you know what I mean? Appreciating the things that come into your reality of value and sustaining that emotional um, frequency for such a time that you're creating. Now you're attracting the things that you want. How do you sustain that in like the day to day? Because I believe everything that you're saying, but then there's also like that practical hustle, if you will, mm-hmm. of like showing up, doing the thing for you, like making sure that the music is good and the speakers are good and the musicians are there and they get paid, right? Mm-hmm. Like how are you holding that vibration in the midst of kind of like the behind the scenes right. of that creation that you're doing? I'm still learning. Let me say that. I'm asking for a friend, <laughs> I don't have it AKA all myself. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um I do my best to to if I'm in a place where I'm stressing out, I'll think about it. Just let me okay. step away. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to breathe. Um and then I'll come back. It's really communication. Communication is what helps me. So even if I'm freaking out on my friends who I'm working with, <laughs> it's like, y'all, just know, look, today this is what's happening. This is how I'm, I'm communicating. It's not personal. That way, when I do communicate, it's not a heavy vibration for them. Right. They know where you're at. Exactly. So they the the the, the service that they bring is it, it adds value. Okay. So for instance, if I'm like, oh, I need to make the day that you guys donated some food to our yes. to our guests, right? Yes. I'm like initially I'm thinking like, okay, I gotta order the food, gotta go pick it up, I need to go get this for this person, this for this person, and one of one person on our staff volunteered, like, I gave her the money, boom, okay, this is what I need, this is what I need you to do this, blah, 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 so it's like, I don't have to stress about that, now I can talk to this person about what their role is, and it's happening simultaneously, and I'm just breathing, it's really breathing, learning how to breathe, mm. and communicate, communication, while you're saying I'm taking some deep breaths, right, I need to, right, yeah, uh, breathing and communicating to the best of your ability. In that moment. In that moment. Because, you know, it's not about, like, we care way too much about what other people think. I, we, as human beings, we grow up needing, like, it's a requirement to care about what other people think about you. The way you dress, the way you talk, the way you look, <clears throat> the way you think. 
so we we have this attachment to what other people think of us as a result of interacting with us and it's something that last year I didn't realize it was such a was so heavy for me mm. and then um shout out to magic who's actually sitting yes. across from me she magic aka actually yeah. magical yeah her, <laughs> magical like, magic guy that's how I introduce her <laughs> This is magic. She's actually magical. Yeah. Just FYI. She naturally doesn't give a fuck. I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm getting it now. It we makes sense. We need to, like, like, bottle that, and I would love to sell it and take I'm it. I'm telling you. Magic, that could be our next business together. Like, <laughs> I think if, if that could be figured out. But lightly, though. She's not one of the type of people... Because there's the, I don't give a fuck, and there's the, I don't give... Like, she's not the, I don't give a fuck, and it's passive, because you actually are attached. It's not the passive... You actually do care, but you're, like, putting up that barrier. Right, or you are... Because there's the person who doesn't give a fuck, but doesn't know themselves, so Mm. they give a fuck. You can automatically tell. You know, because the depending on the reaction, what they're reacting to, how much energy they're giving to it and not to be judgmental of anyone else's process because you never know you know where a person is or if they're what path they're on um but it's very clear if you're around someone for some time and you recognize the pattern you know just for yourself yeah um but magic is like she just doesn't it's just not heavy for her it's like okay well you know oh well i'm not gonna make stress myself out (laughs) and it her experiences in life are a lot lighter in her interactions just because she doesn't care. So the people, someone that I might care about who may I may have thought thought this about me, I stress myself out and all of the whole time they don't they don't care. They're not even having the same thought I'm having. It's me like freaking out, you know. Do you think that was one of the biggest shifts you made of recent as far as like letting that go cuz maybe you were still carrying it from when you were younger or in a business setting or like, you know, you Definitely always you kind of have those moments of like you feel like you have to show up in a certain way in order to survive and in order to move forward. Mm-hmm. Or in order to be seen as a professional, I think creatives really get stuck on that. I know myself, like, there's some days I dress a certain way just because I know I'm going to be in a room with investors, mm-hmm. and they're old white guys, right. and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, Kelly, maybe wheel it in a little bit today, because I'm, I'm still, like, a little held up, bent on, like, how they're going to perceive me if they take me serious. So is it kind of like that of like those moments when it's like you want to be seen for something so you put all this pressure on yourself but making that shift when you let that go and you're enough of showing up of who you are. Exactly. Like you got it like because that's who you are. That's what's pouring out of you. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. I also think too, like you said, showing up to like a business meeting. I think that if there is a attire required for the occasion, dress for it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, so we don't we don't have to <clears throat> think too much into that because everybody there, um, you know, is is going to be dressed. It's like a Halloween party, right? Okay. <clears throat> but if it dictates how a person 
receives you on like a day to day. Like if I were going through my closet thinking like, oh, I'm not going to be taken seriously because I choose to wear a sweatshirt. Uh, then, then that's limiting. But if I know I'm going to a professional business meeting, then I know everybody there is going to be, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a little less thought. Um, except me trying to find business clothes to wear <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have, I don't really. I mean, my business attire today is a shark covered shirt, but it was a button up. So I felt a little <laughs> baby shark is getting a lot of business. Out it's weird. Covered. I didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> until of recent. It's a dope song though. I'm not going to front. It's, it's, it's kind of good. It's kind of good. <laughs> it sucks to say it does. Well, we're not talking about Baby Shark on the podcast <laughs> until they, unless they're going to sponsor us for yes, Baby Shark. I will take the money for the Baby Shark. Um, but no, yeah, it, it's something that I learned very recently to uh, begin working on at more actively. It's something I've always known, but to actively choose to, it's like when you chose to go vegan. Right. It's like making that decision like, no, today, this moment, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to consistently practice I feel lighter just you saying that. I'm going to keep replaying this podcast episode when I have those moments. For real, like, that's very sage advice. Like, that mm-hmm. will just allow more people to be free and be able to be themselves. Like, that's one of my biggest things is, like, for creatives, like, I became an entrepreneur, and I think I've always been creative, but, like, really owning that because I always knew I was queer deep, mm-hmm. deep down, even though I tried to fight it and I experimented with boys. But I, <laughs> I always felt like it was a little off and I was like, maybe I'm just a weirdo. But like then I was like, no, I'm gay. And deep, 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 deep down, I never admitted it until like very recently. I was like, well, as long as I can make money and I can work for myself, I'll be fine. Like no one could take that away from me. And that's why I'm so hell-bent on like, helping other artists or creatives or entrepreneurs like making their own money because like I feel like once you can make your own money and once you can realize how to make money or get investors or like anything economical sustaining you and it's you being the driver you could fully be yourself right Hmm. that's just a thesis that I have that I'm experimenting on myself of like because I feel like once you're able to be a creative full-time, that's something I love about Las Vegas because you really could be a creative. Like back in New York, like everyone has four jobs and they're creative, but I was selling juice and I was doing this and I mm. had selling hot sauce at a farmer's market. Like I was just doing some <laughs> random shit. I kind of am still doing random shit, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like once you could be yourself, and that's something I really admire about you too, like you're just yourself. And I, I've seen it too. I didn't put a time frame on it, how you explained it, but like your energy feels lighter and I feel like you're just more yourself in, I've seen you in different uh, spaces in different things and you do have a calmer, like ease about you. I think also to experience doing events, but just I've seen that over the years. Mm. You could feel it. Thank you. No, you've helped me a lot. Um, I must. I've thanked you multiple times. You have, and that's okay. Thank you. I want everybody (laughs) to know that I've loved Kelly because Kelly gave me my first. Like I was your first. Yeah. You know, um, hire to do any. You know, outsource anything. 
our music curator. Music curator <laughs> at Vegination. <laughs> Make sure you go every Sunday to check yes. out. Weekend brunch. <laughs> to eat. Mm-hmm. And to listen to the music. And um, listen to the music. But you were you were the first person who gave me that opportunity as well. So, um, well, that's cool. Working Thank on you. so I guess we didn't get the soul sessions yet, but um, let's get there. Let's Screws. get there. Okay. Well, can I? May yeah. I? Okay. I want you to talk about it because I think okay. it's like I tell I tell everyone it's the best music event downtown. Mm. That's the intro. Okay, Take it from there. (laughs) I received that. Um, So Soul Sessions is a community-oriented, all-ages open mic. Um, Very simple. There are a bunch of open mics in town. Shout out to all of them. Uh, They're all very different and unique. What's cool about Soul Sessions is not that it's, not only that it's outside, uh, but the other co-founder, Bobby, um, who owns the who owns Raw Remedies, which is where Tell um, is. She's, to me, in my opinion, and to a lot of people, but just speaking from my own perspective, <clears throat> the things that she desires to do and has done in the community is is very special, um, and the way that she intends to serve the community is very special. She doesn't get a lot of time to go out and do these things because um for those who don't know uh raw remedies is a hair salon so she uh specializes in hair hair care skin care she has a um a store next door and uh that's really cool because she makes a lot of her own products she makes, and retails she, them mm-hmm. she has a degree in chemistry or biology so she she's figured out for people of color, specifically black people, quote unquote, I need another word other than black, mm. you know, because uh, we've been, if you know anything about like the Moors, they use different terminology. I'm not a Moor. Uh, well, I guess I am. I don't know. I'm not consistently practicing anything um, in that realm, but I, I am aware of it anyway. Um, Which is a whole other conversation. It's a whole other conversation. We can we can have Which that. I am interested in just hearing about. We need but... someone else to okay. fact check the shit that I say. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> the last thing we Done. need is the internet coming from me. Perfect. Because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so you just talk from your own human experience. I talk, but that is know. a fact that Moors do not use the term black. Okay. Um, they use the term more. Someone of color. Uh, from Africa. Okay. Uh, I mean, Africa is also like mm. a European name as well. You know. Really. Yeah, Africa. Uh, I forgot his first name, but Africanus is the last name of the um, the guy who won. You want to say something? Magic, you could jump in. Oh. Who who colonized or, or won a battle or some shit like that? It's so, a, so more doesn't necessarily mean. From Africa, okay. People, like yeah, Islam. people, because in the more community, America is Africa. There are Africans that were already here, so more doesn't necessarily mean Africans at all. No, it means it is the word, the most recent legal term that means what we call black people, and it doesn't necessarily mean just black people. It's people of color. It's basically everyone besides Europeans. Okay. So anyone that has some melanin inside of their DNA. Well, everybody has melanin. Yeah, it's just a degree melanin. of melanin. <clears throat> okay. So, everybody has melanin sites, which produces melanin. It's people, um, Hispanics, blacks, 
African Americans, whatever you want to call them, that have, have higher degrees of it. Uh, Asiatics, that's another word, or nationality that more like to use is Asiatic because we know America was first Asia before it did the big split. Right. So uh, the correct term that you try to say sometimes nationality wise is Asiatic. You know, so it's not necessarily that it's black people. It's all people of color minus Europeans yeah. because they're known to be the natural people of the land, which are technically white people when it goes to legal legalities. Uh, white people is a white a white person is a legal term, which means a native person of this land. So it's been switched to be white person, which is skin, making them think that that's what it is. So when we say white and black, oh, it's shit. not necessarily about skin. It's a legal term. And when we call ourselves black, we're basically giving away our power because we are technically the white person. So it's a whole switch which on it. Which is a it. mind fuck. It's right? a whole, which is why the whole thing with Moors is more of a legality. It's a legality issue. And it's a, um, it's a language issue. It's, it has a lot to do with the language that we decide to use and, and the words we use because we give away a lot of our powers and the words that we decide to use. So it's okay if they want us to say that we're black. Because if I'm black, then I'm not a person, place, or thing. I'm it's not, not a, noun. a noun. So I'm an adjective. In, so in the in the so then in I the can't law. be treated as a person legally. Mm-hmm. You know, so wow. it, it goes to a whole. It's a whole fucking thing. Like we, we have it? to bring somebody in yeah. to like give everything. Like that's a whole. That should be a whole workshop. Yeah. Research or look up Tosh Trick Bay. He's Tosh Trick Bay. He's an amazing teacher. Because I think that's important because I think a lot of people like myself, white girl, but more progressive thinking, wants to make sure that she's being responsible and communicating properly and making sure that she's bringing everybody to the table. You know what I'm saying? I even heard the other day, like, inclusive isn't really a good term because it means that you have you're taking on the gatekeeper's role Mm. so like if a Mm. white person says like i want to be inclusive she's taking on like well i'm the gatekeeper because i'm I'm giving the permission to say and i'm permitting you guys said by someone black yeah i mean i think i'm gonna be real i am totally as we shift as we're shifting into the era of Aquarius. Um, I mean, the era. Did I say area? Era <laughs> of Aquarius. <clears throat> we are being challenged to, not challenged, um, but for lack of better terms, to to raise our vibration. And that means... Yes. That means really challenging the way that we define things and the way that it's it it, how it creates separation and division okay racism sexuality and you know anything that's like bias that's like or at least when it becomes a chaotic discussion okay so not it by itself okay it's like okay you're lighter than me that's like um anyway yeah, so it's like something that's binary, or just like "fuck you" because we deserve this type okay. of energy, or the expectation that um, that a person deserves to be. Let me be very careful how I say this. <laughs> the expectation okay. that. The blame that we put on other people, better said. 
Okay. For the way that, for our experiences, has to stop. Mm. So that's that's what I mean. So it's like we. I'm happy that for women, we are now being brought up, especially by the patriarchy. Because well, the patriarchy isn't necessarily bringing us up. Well, you think that we're like. Well, no, we're bringing ourselves up, right. but there are a lot of. Uh, I guess you can say men who are acknowledging it now okay. and they're being forced to so right in a crazy way so you know you have this whole me too movement and you mm-hmm. have um, just in general uh, the Zapatista which is a uh, I want to say specific to Mexico uh, feminist movement um, you have the feminist mov- movements in America from mm-hmm. both white and, and 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 black people you have things happening in in all over the world in Africa and the Middle East in, uh, you know, I guess you can say Israel is a a part of that as well. Uh, everywhere, um, that are saying like, look, we've had, we've had enough. Like this, this left brain way of controlling things. is just not working for us. It needs to be a balance. Things get chaotic before they get peaceful. So this is, we're in, we're in the, we're, we're experiencing the the chaotic. This isn't how it's supposed to be. In my opinion. I mean, what's supposed... I don't want to be the... the, I'm not the gatekeeper of what things are supposed to be. Um, But in my opinion... You can be my gatekeeper. Okay. In my opinion, this is how it has to be to to wake people the fuck up. So it's like, look, uh, women create life. As a matter of fact, scientifically... And this is how we can just stop fucking debating about... I don't have to... To me, I don't... I, I don't sexuality isn't a big part of my mental process. Like, I don't really think about my, the way that, um, like, who I choose to love or me being a one. I just, I just am, am that naturally. I don't really, it didn't occur to me to think about it until recently. You know, That's I just. interesting. Yeah, it's not a big part of my identity. I just am that. Okay. You know, it, you know, it's just like. You don't label it. I don't label it. Okay. I just, I am that. Like, the woman, like, our our purpose is to, like, the things that we do, how we, how we nurture one another, um, and, and just, okay, so there's a guy named Joe Dispenza. Have you heard of him? No. He's a uh, neural, I may get this wrong. Uh, could you fact check this for me? Mm-hmm. Jump on the Google. Joe Dispenza. <laughs> he's either a neural, I think he's a neuroscientist. I'm not exactly sure, but anyway, he's taught a bunch of people how to basically heal themselves through, mm. through thought and visualization. Right? Okay. So he does a lot of brain scans, and um, just over the years, in women, there's a there's a, um, and my friend Nas Khalid. Sh- shout out to Nas, who's incredible. She's very similar to Magic in that way, where I said she just doesn't give a fuck. They have that energy very naturally, right? Um, She told me this. But there's a... uh, In the back of our brains, there's a, for lack of better terms, like a cord. And I want to say in the female, it's longer. And in the male, it's shorter. Which gives the the female the ability to be both logical and, and emotional simultaneously. And the male, either or. So when we talk about... You know, a lot of people say, oh, women are better than men. It's not that we're better. We just have a different capability. So, like, the lesson is different. So, for men, men 
have to learn how to be okay being in that other, you know, being more emotional, like emotionally, um, how can I, like, I don't even know if that makes sense to say emotionally logical. I don't even know if that's a thing. But just the men kind of trip out on their emotions. That's why they can't. Okay. To them, they can't really fathom like, oh, she's so emotional. It's All like, the feelings. Right. I can, you know, they don't understand that when they stick their dick in a female, mm. that energetically they're, 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 they're um, entering this portal you know, in the heart frequency, like it's a direct, like if we, if we're talking about chakras or, you know, our energy system, like it's a direct portal or focal point into the heart. So even if you don't know it and you become more intimately close with someone, it's like, that's what's happening energetically. And the men and the, the men and the women who are in touch with that know, and they're able to expand and grow and communicate and you know, and it, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, um, a homosexual couple either. You know, it's the same thing. Now, obviously, it's a little different if you're if we're talking about a, a, an actual penis and like a dildo, right? Because because right. it's it's you're gonna feel like you know what I mean. So there's a huge purpose, and <clears throat> there's a huge beauty and purpose for that experience, that exchange to happen, right? Um, and that's why I don't like to call myself like lesbian. Because like I'm, I, I I like both men and women, right? Um, however, there's like I'm very specific. Like I'm not just gonna. Yeah, I can't just like. Got it. You got to be a certain kind of guy. Yeah. You got to be like you know for me at least on that level, um, and and for the female as well, you know. So it's like um, getting back to my point. My whole point in saying all of this, because I. Um, My whole point is that knowing that we don't have to argue and go back about this. This is just what's happening scientifically. That's why, like, correlating metaphysics and science and all of it together can just, like, eliminate the debate. It's like when we talk about black and white people or everybody, people of color and people who have less color. Right. It's like, well, melanin gives us this ability to be a bit more sensitive to things. Right. So, yeah. So everyone has melanin. Without it, you would not be alive. Your organs take. So what chlorophyll chlorophyll is to a plant is what melanin is to, to, to the human. Okay. Without it, you would not be alive. So all of your organs have melanin or that nutrients. It's nutrients, right? Um, and the more you have, the more we can insert whatever, Okay. you know, in this case, I'm going to say sensitive you are to, to certain things. Black people as a culture tend to be very compassionate. We may not look like it because we get the reputation of being like real ruthless and, you mm. know. Um, but that's the only way we were able to be colonized It's because we, we thought we were like giving, we thought we were sharing, you know, you know, that we thought we were, um, doing a great deed. Right. 
So how do you translate that into now? Like, how do you not have, like, a really big fucking chip on your shoulder? Mm. For what? Because, like, Mm. you were colonized, right? Because of your compassion and because of the sensitivity, if you will. Well, I would say... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Acknowledging it. Like, I don't have to hate you because it's 2019, you and I were not the, in these bodies right. physically there. Though it, it's affected us generationally, and perhaps we were in a past life there as well. Okay. So through experience, say I was a slave. Through my own experience, I've expanded. Because that's, that's our purpose, is to not, like I said, not to only gain experiences, but to we, we have to get on like a higher frequency, and we can't do it. If we keep perpetuating the negative cycle of you did this, you did that. Because I do see that a lot. And I'm more asking from my own experience of like unlearning and re-educating myself. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like with veganism, right? Mm -hmm. You see Mm -hmm. fucked up things. I'm able to not eat meat, not eat dairy, go vegan. And I'm no longer part of that system. With racial injustices... I'm still with it or associated with it no matter what I do. And that's something mm. I have to accept. And it is what it is the same way. Unfortunately, someone could be raising the vibes and all this stuff, but because of the color of their skin, when they walk down the street, they could still be of, a, you know, the police fucking with them unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I can, I'm not a victim in any sort of way. I'm just saying, like, when you're raising your vibe, but then you're still living in the confines of, like, the reality that we're still in today. Like, how do you... Well, you then, know what I'm saying? Because like, I'm still figuring it out, too. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't got all my shit together. But Magic. I add something? What, yes. Oh, girl. I don't want to lose my time thought. <laughs> you can add something, though, for sure. It's about what... So you can acknowledge that something exists and it doesn't have to be manifested into your reality, for instance. Okay, like, but you are you still responsible of, like, doing your part to help change it? Yeah, so, yeah. So, for instance, we collectively have created police brutality. We collectively, okay. collective, collectively have created whatever form of slavery, you know, human trafficking to... We collect, even right. though, like, I can say, like, I don't got nothing to do with human design, you know? Right. Collectively, because we are all one, we've created this idea and thought, and it's been manifested for however long in time somewhere, right? So, in order to change that, we have to evolve that frequency within ourselves, because even though it may not be a consistent thought that I'm having, mm-hmm. it's maybe a peer of mine across the world that I don't know. But in the ethers, I can affect just through the power of my own mind that change. And this is where you get the rise of, um, um, the you know, the divine feminine and, and all of these things changing now. Like when we're, we're, there's more cameras to be put on these policemen and women who are committing these crimes and all that. Um, and there's more discussion and communication around it. However, like I said, the way that we're reacting to it is temporary because the way that we're reacting to it is very chaotic and perpetuates the cycle of hate still. Okay. 
even though it's very, very necessary, I don't want that to be lost. And what that's what I want to get to the nuance of because, like, making sure that people are still aware because they're it's easy to bypass it Mm -hmm. if you're not personally affected by it. So I want to encourage people that do look like me be aware of it, but be aware of it responsibly, but making sure that what you were just saying, like not getting caught up in that rhetoric or like debate to bring it down, but how do you recognize it, be responsible so we could keep fucking moving on and helping uplift each other? Well, the way that I look at it too is that, because like I said before, we are not our bodies. We are. We have to take care of our bodies, but we are way beyond our bodies uh, in essence, right? A part of us being in, in... and part of us incarnating into these bodies, into into this dimension, to me, we have a purpose in also uplifting that part of ourselves. So it's all, even though it's the answer is love, the answer is always love, but it's very passively said, right? Because, you know, not everybody's honoring themselves. Not mm-hmm. everybody's really choosing to say, you know what? I'm going to sit in um, in in prayer or meditation, and or work on my the dialogue that I'm having with myself in order to to shift that and then act. Do you, you know? feel like that's your own <clears throat> act of justice, if you will? Oh, it's definitely. Everybody has different roles, so it's okay for the person to be out there in the street, but don't get mad at me because I'm not going out. I'm not going out there. And I have. I've done a lot of that over time. Uh, and I've learned that it's a pattern that just doesn't work because this is the work. The work is, is we're here in the heart because the government can't fuck... The frequency of the heart cannot be fucked with. That's what I, I want I everybody want to understand. I want you to sell t-shirts with that on it. <laughs> the frequency of the heart can't be... And I don't even know if, the, if saying fuck is like... Down, like no. <laughs> no, I feel like that's about intention. Shirt. magic. So yes, I just want to touch really quickly. I'm so sorry. I'm trying not to... No, and magic, you're going to be a guest too. <laughs> but just as in response to what you said about how do you not keep a chip on your shoulder. Mm. And then also just piggybacking off of what uh, Tree said. You have to recognize that in life, life, everything is about balance. Everything is balance. Uh, there's yin and yang to everything. So to fight something or to resist something is to further manifest it. Because you cannot have chaos without... You can't say, I need peace, I need peace. Where's the chaos? You know? So it's like to say you keep screaming for peace and screaming for peace is further perpetuating the chaos that you're trying to fight. You know? So when you're saying... And I get it because it's like, walk in love. That sounds cute. And it's like, I don't want to love you. You're causing pain to others. You're causing pain to others. But it's not about loving that person who's causing pain. It's loving yourself enough Mm. to not feel that fire inside of you, to not have your vibration come down a notch. Because that's what happens when when you have that chip. Nobody's (laughs) walking around on a chip feeling high. You're walking around, you're mad, you're frustrated. And as a result, your frequency is coming down. So love yourself enough. Not to allow this to put a chip on your shoulder to now feel away, and instead, again, walk with love within yourself. And again, that doesn't mean this doesn't exist. This doesn't. I don't not see being what's blind happening to exactly. It. But right. I'm going to now create, like you said. How do I get people that look like look like you look to be aware of this? That just having a conversation with people that are close to you, it just becomes something just that big. It's it. Everything doesn't have to be so grand. It could just be 
you, your your uncle or great grandma seeing you having this best friend and now your great grandma who had never had a relationship or a conversation with a young black male, you bringing him just to dinner or bringing him to mm. the cookout is just Changes like, oh, you know, because a lot of times it is just having that awareness and having that person be like, oh, you know, we all have that uncle. It's like, oh, once you're, you have that gay niece, it's like, oh, they're not so bad. It's my niece, you know? Mm-hmm. So it really is just about that awareness, having that interaction to recognize that people are people. Because a lot of time it is just the fact of you only seeing what it is from news, from TV, from what somebody else is saying about it. And just trying to break that down into real life. Exactly. And just human to human. And I think you two are incredible examples. And just that alone, what you just shared, is like groundbreaking. And I think will help a lot of people to just be like, okay, I could just be a human and be working on human connections in my local community. And that is doing the work. Exactly. Yeah, it's not about being like... Not putting so it on you guys be like, how do I be a right. good person? How do I be a good white person? Right. How do I be a good uncle? T- no, but look. I don't want to be sounding like that. Either. It's not about being seen and physically... I'm building this all the time. Right. Or just in but general. But just being but you it's is just being enough. And I think and you both are work. beautiful examples of that as far as you being humans and you being creatives and what you're creating is is you existing. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote down something because you wrote something and I was like, well, I want to say something, but I didn't yes. want to, I was going to save it for later. But you asked earlier about how do you sustain like yes. a balance and you don't sustain it. That's the thing. You know, a lot of people, you put pressure on yourself by trying to sustain it, but it's not sustained. That's not life. Life flows. There's ups and downs. There's positives. There's negatives. When you think that you're supposed to always have it, that's when you disappoint yourself. And that's why, oh, no, I'm not in that space. Oh, no, something's wrong. And now you're heavy. Instead of recognizing, like, oh, I'm at a low point right now. Let me figure out how now to get back high and just keep it moving. It's not sustained. It doesn't sustain. It's not life. You can't. Well, to, to, to connect our thought, we say it differently, but... <laughs> you, su- you sustain sustaining means stay in that whatever that is that brought you that much excitement that much laughter that much joy do your best to stay in that for as long as you can and when you're out of it so it that that may not be consistent because life happens life flows <clears throat> Life is really fucking weird. Life it's is weird. Real. So when you're out of that, <laughs> find joy in that moment or think about something that gave you joy. Mm. If you can remember to more immediately. And if not, then you have to go through the experience. And be gentle. So it's like you don't have to wait for the experience to have the lesson you can create that because this is a blank canvas and we the Matrix is a fucking real ass concept. Mm-hmm. Like the movie is, is it's a real thing. It's life. So it's this, we're in this blank space and we can create whatever we want. A good friend of ours said, Nah said, who the fuck do you think you are with your perspective that everybody has to live the way that you live? Hence, the government and whoever created this, we know, this way of life, socially, economically, said, hey, this is my idea about how life and human beings should be. And everybody needs to follow that. 
that's where the fuck this is where we are this is why mm-hmm. that none of that shit matters but we do our best to try to keep up with it because that's what we've known for over generations way before we were born that's what we were taught and like i said a lot, our our purpose i know one of my pur- one purpose of mine is to have him being incarnated into a into the black community okay. i have a purpose to the black community to uplift us out of this shit mm. it's not that i need to be like it's not like I want to be very clear about what I mean uh, when I say that it's all about uniting with everybody and surpassing this idea of color, even though it exists. It's very real and scientifically it has power. Because it's negative. I mean, it can be harmful when people say, "Oh, I'm colorblind." Because yeah, to say that you don't see color is that's it, for me is harmful. Passive. Yes. Yeah. So making sure we're distinguishing right. that we're not saying we're colorblind. You're saying you're transcending just to the next level of what it means to be exactly human. and it depends on intent because there's a there's a friend of mine who says i don't see color and i don't really know i haven't asked her yet what she means so her intention could mean that what i'm saying or it can mean that it could be passive i don't know i have to clarify that but um i would like to know too yeah i'm yeah actually me her and i had a good conversation she good conversation today but we're, we're gonna clarify that uh but like so just getting us to this degree, getting us to the level that we aren't so focused on that because, like I said, it's not ignoring the fact that I have color because, like I said, because melanin is a great gift mm-hmm. and what it can do can benefit humanity, right? So it's not, I don't have to be like, I'm better than you. I could just be like, yo, I got this power. Let's use it. Yeah. You want to help me? And that's how we... You know, that's how we come together. Look, you got this privilege. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do this shit. You know what I mean? So the, the the two can come together and then... But also, like I said, I am specifically... While I'm... I'm focused on them both simultaneously. Okay. Because so many people in my community are not aware of it to that level. Mm. I have to become that. They don't necessarily see their power. Exactly. They see it to the point where it's like, it's obviously some type of distortion. Like, it's not cool that police are, like, we, we can all agree, like, it's not cool what's happening right. to people of color. But that's where most people are. They're in the ang- they're in the stage angry. of being angry. angry. And that's fine. That's the first stage. You can't go from anger to excitement. That, it's, not, it's not law. Mm. Like, unless you've practiced it to the extent that we're talking about, the sustaining, unless you've practiced it for so long to go there immediately, it's not possible. You go from anger to to frustration to to joy. To How do people responsibly support you and your power and what you're doing in the community? Like, what can people do being responsible and honoring that power and because when you're powerful you'll get more and more people like oh my god this person is so powerful I just want a little piece of them or I just want to be around them you know and you kind of like can attract these like creepers if you will because they feel how powerful you are and especially all the inner work that you're doing and your transcendent work and you as a creative like how can people responsibly support you aside from paying you yeah 
because I need to check, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Number no. one, to get paid. <laughs> no, but you know what uh, I'm saying? Like, how do yeah. people responsibly honor, respect, and make sure that they're doing their part so that you can sustain what you're doing, if you will, or keep uplifting and keep... So how can they help me, is what you're asking? Not help you, because... Help themselves. Yeah, because I guess I'm Or just being responsible. Like, if someone's like, oh my god, Tree is so powerful, she's doing all these things, what would you say your call to action would be? Oh, yeah. Just back up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I just want... Is it buy a ticket? Is it... Okay, um... Go to my show, is I get you're saying. Okay, because I was going to initially respond and say... Be responsible for themselves. I, I, I'm not here to change who someone is. I'm here to change myself. And if you observe that and you feel like, yo, I, I can apply that to my life or I would like to apply that to my life, mm-hmm. then then we can have, uh, you should teach we can exchange some communication. Because that could be a workshop. What I'm saying is like, not to like, monetize what you're saying hey but i'm always looking from that (laughs) angle too because i know that more people are like i want to be more responsible i want to show up and i use the word responsible in the fact that like acknowledging who you are acknowledging where you came from or acknowledging where you are right now in this life cool and how do i just support one another how do i Hmm. learn or you know what i'm saying is it i think we should teach a class I don't know. I, don't how. Know. I, w- I think I will learn a lot. Like how to be a responsible human, or you know what I'm trying to say. Like I do. I, I think too though, um, because I want to be very clear. I'm no. I'm I'm lear- I'm I'm learning how to to master myself. You know, so I don't have all the answers, but I, I do believe that perhaps guiding a workshop would obviously help me to further do that. But for people to know that they are, they. Th- their higher selves like they have the same yes the same capability i'm not my gift may be different from yours at the end of the day we use it for a similar purpose you know ultimately we have our goals intersect mm-hmm. you know what i mean yes and and that's that's really it so like the frustration that we may have with ourselves about what we're doing or what we're not doing or, uh, you know, self-worth or any of these things. It's like, what I love about Christ and why um, I don't necessarily need to debate with Christians um, is because I feel like Christ, this is exact, to me, being Christ-like, is that's what Christ is to me. Mm-hmm. To me, Christ is like, I stand on these, I stand on these values, compassion, love, forgiveness, <clears throat> accountability, etc. cetera. Um, and I can't quote the Bible, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um, however, it's this, it's the spirit. I feel like he studied metaphysics and, or like internally though, like through meditation and, you know, um, the details aren't important to me. Like, if we go back 2,500 years ago and, you know, you give me a story, then I can, it's a metaphor for what may be happening or may have happened astrologically 
or okay. could be happening in our lives. It's a story, but it can also be real. I'm not going to argue with someone that if you feel like it's real, it's cool. We could still, I can still apply that to my life to metaphorically mm-hmm. because we get caught up in time and Christ was not caught up in time. And I, I, to me, it's, it's mind boggling when I think about how an entire religion has been created um not been created because I get why he was so powerful and people wanted to apply that to their lives and so a lot of people became tried to you know do this but what happens when you do things inauthentically um is where you get a lot of people who are not healing there are a lot of people don't get me wrong where I feel like religion whatever it is that they choose has saved their lives I know a few and I feel like they're better off there than where they were Right. Okay. So it, because it's not about the, it's not about the religion. It's about God. It's it's not bonded by a book. Hmm. You know, it's when we're talking about source, creator, the universe, whatever term you want to give this energy, is not bonded by this text. It's history, or metaphors, or stories, or, uh, from my perspective again. Um, that helps us understand the potential of who we are as, as, as beings, right? And so you can take any of it and apply it to your life. And so to me, Christ's energy is very um, powerful. I can't do it in the context of church, though. Because it's limited. I was going to say I would go to your church. <laughs> For sure. But there, there's a dope... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the way that you're explaining, I'm like, I would go. To, I would go. Right. And to me, I struggle with, well, if is that... Um, am I in contrast with that? And it's no, as it's just as, like... As far as, like, organizing? No, with going to church. Because, like, okay. I can go to church. I actually went to church recently with a friend. It was cool. Um, but to do that frequently? Nah, I can't... I, I, I It's... For me, it's... It's the language. I get caught up. It's a little... Well, I get caught up on the interpretation. Okay. And that is a lesson for me because I don't really have to. I I can listen to a preacher speak and apply it to my life in the way that I apply it to my life because at the end of the day, I'm I'm not in conflict with what the preacher is talking about or believes i just say it a lot differently you know the yeah. way that i look at it is a bit different well i've seen soul sessions and i've said this to you before i feel like that's for me going to church mm. because i it has that soul it has that love it has that um warmness that i don't see in many spaces and the fact that it is on Sunday, to me, I'm like, well, I'll go oh, to I church. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. True. I really, honestly, yeah, I've, I'm like, oh, well, that's my church. That's So you've done a beautiful job. And I think just to, like, we totally went off course, and I'm so into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This totally went in a totally different direction, but I'm so into it because before I walked into the tiny house to record, I prayed, and I was like, let's just have, like, fucking whatever conversation and whatever people need to hear come through us, and I knew that you would have so much good to share, and you, you too, Magic. I want you, like, just to be on to. No, don't no. ever be sorry for sharing she, your voice. Honestly, she's, like, my better half. Oh, like, 
She helps to wheel things in. You know, like, I'm long-winded. She's short-winded. She's just, like... It's bad. She can sum things up. Like, there are certain things... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, Magic did body work on me. And then she was like, boop, 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 after. And I was like, oh, my God, how did you know? And she's like, well... And I was like, okay, well, I'll work on it. And I did. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm proud of you. I'm going to need another tune-up soon. But, (laughs) like, yes. I've seen that experience. I'm like, damn, how did, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, we were on, can I, I can talk about psychedelics here, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to go into the full story. But we were, we for, for New Year's, we did uh, an eighth of mushrooms, right? Okay. And I've never done a full, I've never done a full eighth, either she, close to it, but not full. Um, and um, it was a very interesting experience, and the role that we played that night because I was really I was I was limited in the way that I could travel okay because I was so inquisitive about why and what and where in this reality and it the rules aren't the same so when you're going into the fifth dimension and higher the rules that apply in this in the third dense in this dense reality aren't the same. Mm-hmm. And she kept telling me that there is no answer. There are no answers. Just, just. It was very elegant though, and she was not herself, <laughs> as in, um, she was channeling a being, a different being that was very new for us that night. Um, and I wish that it was, was a awesome. I had like my own personal recording. Abraham Hicks <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, why this? And why that? Now, granted, I've done mushrooms so many times and every experience is different. Everybody, if you take mushrooms, you know that. Um, and I just learned that... Um, I've dabbled you dabbled. And okay, we need to get you some. Yeah, it's and a, you know what's so funny? I just found a piece that I've had of dark chocolate in my freezer for like three years, and I got nervous that like if I ate it, my brain would explode or something. So <laughs> <laughs> I threw it away. <laughs> I was really scared. So like, I just, it was yeah. probably good. The I felt like it may have expired. But you're right. And I'm like, who am I going to contact to ask? True. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm not promoting that anybody irresponsibly. I felt like it was a... Do these things. It was a roll of the dice with that. If you brought that up... I'll try it again. If you brought that up, just a little I could say on on that experience, um, it was very interesting because as she was saying, she was very, very much of this dimension. She was very much in this realm. And it was kind of, in my vision, in my experience, she was very much like an anchor, like very heavy Mm. and just like, hmm. You know, versus when you're... When you're having that kind of journey, you kind of soar and you're floating like this. But she just had this, you know, and it was because she's like, but how am I supposed to make this work? And how do I do this? And how do I do that? And how do I move? And how do I and how does this make sense? And and I want to give thanks to Olokun, who is my Orisha, who came through. So Orisha is a deity in the African religion. Um, she she represents the bottom of the ocean. And uh, she came through and she's just basically telling her, like, the only thing you need to understand is that there's nothing to understand. 
you keep trying to figure it out and you keep trying to figure it out with these human words, which are so inadequate when it comes to how vast existence really is. You know, so once you kind of like trying to understand it with words or keeping you in this world of words and when you just release that, it just it, it brings in everything else that you feel like you're seeking, that you really are seeking. Once you recognize like, all right, you know what? I don't get it, but I'm a flow, you know, mm-hmm. and then at some point you'll get it. You know, that helps me so much because it's like this doesn't make sense why I got to do this, but I feel this way. So I'm going to just do it, whatever. And later on, it's like, oh, OK. It's like why following what feels good to you. And I honestly just recently finally understood the reason why I started to dissect religion when I was 19 was because people said I was told, don't question God. And I'm like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. Actually, what you're saying to me does not make sense. So I decided to go. And then the conclusion that I. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) So the conclusion that I got now. 10 years later is that is that that's what that meant that that phrase or that language used in the bible or in any in what in a lot of religions actually <clears throat> actually means follow your joy don't question it mm. follow your excitement don't question it because when you question it then you you're limited, then and that you can't move. resistance, and that brings upon resistance. That's what it meant. I was like, "What the? How do you fuck? feel?" <laughs> it's so good. And I was like, "Okay." So it's not about resisting, because that's a lot of the language right now. Like resist, resist, resist. Yes, meaning like, I've, don't be a part of that, right? Anything. Resist, but you're saying it's not about resisting that. It's about embracing this. Well. Like, you, you're talking about, of, like, protesting when people say yeah. resistance. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's a whole, if if I may be. <clears throat> I'm not with it. I okay. get it. I get And it's crazy to, like, get it and not be with it. I completely get it. Because there are, there's a system in place that does not value humans on this planet. Mm-hmm. And the planet, and or the planet. <laughs> so or I completely planet. agree. I completely, I completely get why that it's a thing. It's just the terminology and the intention has to change. Like so, like whoever came up with this terminology, I don't know who came up with it. Right? Mm-hmm. It could have been a government agency because they. At least when you get to the tippy, 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 tippy top, they understand the use of energy and language. Mm -hmm. Mm. So if you create an organization or something that functions off of the word resist, that helps them. It contributes and perpetuates the cycle that they need in order to get the money that they need, you know, um, to, to keep our pineal glands like deteriorating. It helps them to keep our food industry the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could have been like a, your average civilian who is just not aware of the way that energy works and language works. But once that person becomes aware, then that, that'll change. The whole thing will, the whole thing will change. <clears throat> it's temporary. The way that we're reacting to 
violence and the way that we're reacting to criminal just like the justice system mm-hmm. will change this is just the beginning things become chaotic chaotic before they become a little smooth so this is the next this is where we need to be going mm-hmm. and there are people well, on this planet who are attempting to get us there like Many yourself people. right i, I, su- I suppose <laughs> i will say so yes let's go ahead and say that <laughs> what would be your ideal next step like what would you love to see locally nationally and globally like moving that forward mm. what does that look like um or what do you want to have a hand in creating or curating mm. of that i want to encourage people including myself because i'm speaking to myself when i talk as well I want to encourage that people be authentic, authentically themselves when communicating and being okay with fucking up, being okay with being that, having that power and not allowing whoever they're interacting with to shut that down for some other agenda that is falsely presented to us based off this curriculum that we've been giving for thousands right. of years. Um, that's the first step. It's just being comfortable being who we are. And if we could get that right, everything else just kind of follows. It's like, now you, the journalist, the writer, the creator can do exactly what you want to do without the resistance because you're completely comfortable in who you are. are. And the people around you are also... It's so much ease now. You know, it's like the way that the body functions. You know, we only become physically ill or... uh, Yeah. Disease is only manifested physically because it's a thought first. You know, the way that the body is designed is to um, I don't know where I was going. I had a point, but I think I messed it up. That's fine. <laughs> but I'm just going anyway. Whatever you were into, I was there with. Okay. I'm like, all right, I gotta change my mind to clear up my body. So it's like you know, even when people say, you know, oh, this runs in my family, like cancer or whatever. Um, high blood pressure and it's like it doesn't run in your family it runs in your in in the vibration that you guys have in your mind have create life in your mind but when we talk about family if if you're taught if your your great grand if your grandparents had it and then your sister had it and your aunt had it then i i understand how you could come up with the conclusion that oh it runs in the family right it runs if you believe in soul families are you familiar with that? No. Are you familiar with that? So it means that your parents, your siblings, the people who are really close to you, who you resonate really strongly with, friends, that you've most likely lived multiple lives with. Okay. You've most likely lived multiple lifetimes with together in different roles. It's your soul family. So okay. you most almost always come back with your mom and dad. Okay. And your sister in different ways. Your mom probably wasn't your mom, but you, you, you know what I mean? Yes. So understanding that you come back in a vibratory, I mean, any illness 
that seems hereditary is really just a vibration in that soul family. Mm. And that you have the opportunity to shift it when you know it. So like now, like for me, there's a cycle that I'm attempting to end within my family. And what cycle is that? Um, being more emotionally expressive. Okay. Um, procrastination, overcoming that. Um, and what I mean by that is doing the things that I want to do versus getting a job. A lot of my family members think that what do they think they're like the average <laughs> American where it's like, you know, you work this job, you, that's, that's life. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, no, you guys can do it. And so many people in my family have great ideas. I have a cousin who's very similar to me. He's young. He's like 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, I can't wait to see who he's going to become. He like what he does and, um, uh, he would be great when he comes to Vegas. He would be great on your podcast. Yeah. I think I'm down. he's a, he's a rapper. He does his own thing. He's really into what I'm talking about. Actually, he thought I was, I used to give him this, all this information when he was younger, like in his teen, teen years. <clears throat> and he was like, yo, you weird. <laughs> and I, but it wasn't for years that he was like, you know what? Tree. Could you run that back to me? I'm like, I'm at a place where I need that now. And for the past, I don't know, maybe five years or so of his life have been drastically like different. And now he's like focused and disciplined and his life is completely different. He went from being like, like he's a hood, he's a hood dude. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like my little brother uh, was a part of a gang. No, no more. Uh, I don't think, I, I don't think so. Uh, but he's, you know, just like I'm attempting to bring my own family out of this vibration of mm. poverty and these mindsets. And and I can't do it there. It's like being in Akron, Ohio doesn't allow me to do what I'm doing because I my humanness gets stuck. I have to Not- be careful about that. I have to be around people who are progressive. Mm-hmm. And people who are, uh, for doing the work, doing the work, and on a higher level than I am. Yeah. Um, not to say that nobody in Akron is doing that. It's not what I'm saying, but collectively, it's not. That's not the energy. Mm-hmm. It's dense there, and I'm actually very sad when I'm home because I'm I'm caught up in it. I'm caught in my mind, so it's not healthy for me to be there for long periods of time until I master that part of myself where I can be. Yes, I remember, maybe it was a couple of years ago even now, when you went home and you came back and you are like, I need a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I go home. But you know, it's like... Which I I do understand. Because like, coming from Long Island, which is not the same, but in the sense of like, everyone's like, oh, how much money are you making? What do you do? What's your job? What do you own? And I'm like, whoa, hey, hi, how are you? I'm okay. Like, I had family come visit me, and they're like, what the fuck do you do? Like, that, and they were being genuinely nice. Right. Like, that was, like, literally how they had, they're like, it. you feed people? What the fuck are you doing? And I was like, um, I'm a partner in a restaurant. And they're like, I don't understand. Like, just totally then change the subject. What are you eating? Oh, it's vegan? Oh, my God. I'm like, okay, well, I gotta go. You know? So, like, I, right. I feel very similar, like, being back home. Like, I could do it in little bits. 
But I actually like being in Vegas, and I think this is something that's unique to our city for creatives of, like, you could show up however you are because, like, so many of us are coming from other parts, mm-hmm. if you will. Right. As, like, a creative... I don't want to say refugee, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I always we, say Vegas is the, play, the place for the weirdos. Because yeah. I was always a weirdo where I was. And it's, Me like, too. where all the weirdos, where they are, it's, like, coming. It's, like, <gasps> my weirdo yeah. family! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which is cool. And, and back to your point, too, of, like, when you could be who you are, you could transcend from that shit. Or whatever, like society would have put on you or your family would have put on you or whatever like you can move through that and from that and now to the next step of healing and progressing and like for your community or for our collective community as a whole like you need to be in this space where you could do the work and talk about it and share ideas with people right you know i I think that's like the coolest part of being a creative is that we have that power if you will i mean but Let's, let's bring it back to the point. I like that you brought it back to that point. That's who, that's all everyone is. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that we recognize and realize that we are creating our realities, therefore we are creative naturally. Everyone is. Mm-hmm. Everyone is. <clears throat> we don't have a choice, but we're creating whether we know it or not. So you can be working. Oh, I'm not going to say that. You can be working at, <laughs> you can be at a corporate job, like, and what I mean by that, when I say that, it's more like office and thinking okay. that you're like wasting your life, but you're actually creating that. You may not feel like a painter or a poet or a writer, but you're creating this. You can change, decide at any moment to change. And honestly, it takes <clears throat> building up the vibrational equivalent because you could quit your job but still feel shitty right so when you recognize it and you're working that job start that start just start vibrationally and then eventually yes you quit your job and you have this other outlet because you've already created it that's awesome advice for everyone and I think especially the people who will be listening to this podcast and a lot of people who um I connect with on social or just in real life they're more like starting out they're creative they're entrepreneur they're a small business owner and they're kind of like just starting out and just getting a go maybe they're working part-time or full-time and they're kind of right on that cusp of really wanting to do it and I think that's amazing advice and I share something very similar of like you have to start feeling mm-hmm. like you did it. Or like and you are doing you it. You are it. And it's not about and faking it till you make it. I don't believe in that. It's you literally feeling like, oh, yeah, this is happening. And now you're more experiencing life, the world, as the experiment as it unfolds versus trying to force it to happen. I tell people to practice at, a, like, a Starbucks or something mm-hmm. because, like, there's just a lot of random people and you could just be working and people are like, oh, what do you do? I did this in New York. I was living in my uncle's basement with his dying cat 
And I was living with my cousins, and, like, I had no money. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I would tell people, like, oh, I have this business, and I curate experiences, and they're all, like, creating a good positive impact. And I travel around the world, and I live in New York City, and uh, just all this stuff. And I literally had nothing. And then I was able to manifest, create, if you will, that scenario. And it's mm. still manifesting into my life now. And I think that's something huge. And, and I think that's a great point with someone listening of like, you could start vibing. And I think this kind of like connects the big point of like all the inner work that you shared and all like the spiritual work that you do and all the mental work that you do, because that is like a lot of processing and how it manifests in you as a creative, as an entrepreneur you have that the root of it you have to start feeling it so you can be it and I think for anyone listening now and you're like listening to our conversation like holy shit like that's deep or like that's next level like how do I even start thinking like that what does that next step look like for you just bring it into a very tangible practical thing like allowing people to just stream and I think a lot of people will be able to kind of like open their heads and just think of things they've never heard of me too I've heard things I've never heard of I will be googling a lot after this it's <laughs> <True>. real <laughs> I mean I, I, Abraham Hicks helps me on a daily basis even when I'm when I'm feel because I feel all the things that the people feel yeah of course you know and just I'm learning to like you know what I'm cool on accepting my old patterns as I'm cool on validating my old patterns as that's who I am because it keeps me you know the excuse oh that's just who I am Hmm. um when it's something that can be changed is to me limitless it limits me now things that I can't change are and I'm not just speaking physically um but the things that I feel very driven by, the the, and which is always ever evolving, like, I get really excited about right s- certain things. What drives me right now? Um, so Magic's I'll get at yeah, her. she is. <laughs> A few things. Um, what drives me right now is when I like. When I can practice a certain emotional uh, equivalent to the thing that I want, like okay. in thought and vibrationally, obviously, um, I'm really excited about that. Like, I'm just like, oh, and when I see it correlating in my life, like running into people who are exactly, it's like nothing happening by coincidence, like just being okay with shit going wrong and doing my best to feel good in those moments. Mm. And then 24 hours later, like I told you about our car. Did we tell you about our car? Yeah. Who gets a new car for, I mean, it's not a new car, but who gets a, a working car that works really well for a hundred dollars because somebody feels like they should, they, they want to give it to you. Two days after, two days after our, um, our car breaks down. Lady says, "You know what? Somebody gave me this car. I want to give it to you. I mean, she did. She gave it. I mean, she sold it to me, but for a hundred dollars. <laughs> and I know her very. Let's be clear. She's not some stranger. She runs an organization in town called the Catholic Worker. They do really great work. Um, 
they help promote awareness about nuclear testing and and what's happening on native land particularly uh oh sawdust the nevada desert experience let me be very clear they're different but um they do similar work um on paiute and shoshone land here which is where we're, we're on that land um and they do a lot of work with the homelessness and somebody just donated them a truck so they gave us their old truck wow and um it's like being okay that's the day i had to come here at a meeting yeah and i'm like you know i was gonna come to i was gonna my friends it was like everything was in alignment one of my friends was like well i'm headed that way anyway so she came to pick me up help me get the car she took me to where i needed to go then one of my friends who i was absolutely not gonna call because he always helps me called me randomly like hey tree are you at home i want to hang out and i'm like no but i'm glad you called because i need you <laughs> and he's the one who told me about the opportunity and got it taken care of in like the matter of two uh, 24 wow. hours and uh so just stuff like that and um we're 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 building a co-op organization from the ground up and for those people who don't know what a co-op is it's a business uh a way of doing business where every party involved has equal partnership Mm -hmm. and um so we're building that it's really exciting and what is that called the co-op but it's spelled c-o-w-o-p C-O-W-O-P. Uh-huh. We're on Instagram. We're new, so we uh, we have about maybe almost 50 followers. We just created our Instagram. Um, it's the, T-H-E, dot, co-op, C-O-W-O-P. And um, you could probably find my page there on one of our posts. And Soul Sessions LV is the, uh, the other event that I curate, co-create, co-curate with a few other folks. Um, and... That's monthly. We come back in April, on April 7th to be exact, with our six-year anniversary. Six-year anniversary. Uh I just want to emphasize that. That's what I'm saying. Like, you've been doing this work. You really have, and you consistently show up for over six years in order for you to even produce something for six years, you know? Yeah. I think that's very much testament of what you're sharing you're not just sharing these ideas and, like, downloading this stuff or, like, listening to an app or, like, you're practicing it. And I think that's, like, the biggest thing that I've learned from you that inspires me, and I know so many people will be inspired. And whenever I share your name or, like, like, oh, Tree, they're like, oh, my God, like, she... (laughs) She's doing so much for our community, and she really has helped me. And, like, you're... Like, people really look up to you and admire Mm. you, and I think what you're doing, the inner work you're doing is just so uplifting on many, many levels. You know, thank you for telling me that. I think that is where I, I find difficulty. Is it, It's because people, um, when they don't see that side of me, when I do get like, look, <laughs> fuck do you think you're talking to? When I do get like that, okay, I'm not always like that. When, when I do get either like that or when I do... Uh, Something that's maybe not in alignment with my word, by for whatever reason. Then it's, oh, I thought you were this type of person. Do you think, though, that... I think it just also helps you be grounded in that you are human. Right. I'm okay with it now. It used to really fuck with me. Because it's like, yo, don't put me on the pedal stool. I'm human. I'm not hiding it yet. And I think that's important, too, because that's also your ego. When you're putting someone on a pedestal, 
Mm-hmm. That's your ego, or when you're putting someone down, that's your ego, right? Right. right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's important. You can admire people and you can look up to people, but know that we're all equal. Right. And even like the best people, like I feel like I do good work, but there's I know there's some people that just don't like me and have worked with me, and they just we didn't vibe. We just don't, we don't vibe with everybody. And that happens, you know, and it's only until very, very recently, like today recently, that I'm like, okay, so the girl doesn't like me. Like, it didn't (laughs) click. Like, I tried. (laughs) It's just not gonna work out. And that's okay. Like, we're all human. And I think, again, as a, and why I keep saying the word human and creative When I say creative, that's more like the professional side of you Mm -hmm. because I think it's really important to make sure that we're emphasizing and talking about both and we're not just putting on our professional face or just being just within the experience of being here right now, but like how can we use both? And I think you, what you just shared today is a beautiful example of like using both. Well, I think they are the same thing and yet I really like the idea of chain of using the word creative and professional interchangeably because mm-hmm. that changes the vibration of what a professional is i feel like humans are innately creative and yes. so when you are just that then it's nothing you have to try to do yes you know and you're like i told you i i feel like what you contribute to vegetation is amazing Mm. thank you like the work that you the people that the partnerships that you've created being whether it be me or Isaac or the the pop-up with the uh, series with vendors or Mm -hmm. uh, um, fundraisers we did a weekend brunch we did Saturday with Mm doo-wop shoot like fucking own the room. I bet she did. It was so good. It was so good. Did you see the videos? Well, I saw a post and and I saw a post from from her. Well, thank you. She really is. And I was just like, I knew that it was going to be cool. And then it just started happening and like packed. It was packed. It was probably one of the best days we've had in a really long time. And I was just like, it's all these people showing up. I feel like my job as a creative or a professional is like that curation of like knowing those people to bring together but the magic i can't make that happen it's them all showing up because they were all feeling good and felt safe or whatever that equivalent is to you the verbiage that you want to use that like they could really show up and do their thing and i was like do your thing set up this is your space do whatever you want i just want you to fully show up and like that energy and like that's what I live for. I'm still living off of that high from Saturday. That's the, that's the mm-hmm. what I'm talking you know? about. So when you have a down moment today, yeah. remember just remember. I'll it's probably, not about being in the past. Yeah. Just remember the feeling. Yes. It's like, ah, being that, like, that feeling that, you know. And I think that's so important. And, again, this will be another whole podcast of, like, just mental health. Of, like, because we feel so many things and being an artist or a creative or a curator or whatever – you feel all the feelings, and I think, or an empath, however you want to ex- explain it or express it, you feel it really deeply. Mm-hmm. So knowing that you're going to feel the really high highs and you're going to feel the really low lows, mm-hmm. and that both are valid, but both will 
you be an up and down. Exactly. The pain definitely grows you. Right. You know, so those moments are just like, it's just like, okay, well, what are you, uh, what am I, need, what do I need to learn right now? You know, when I'm, when I'm going through something pretty painful, I'm like, okay, so what, what is it that you want me to see? What, as we wrap up, because we could talk for hours, but we'll wrap up this episode. <laughs> You'll have to come back. Okay. <laughs> I'll love to come back. What, okay, good. Um, what would be like the last piece it could be just like words of wisdom or advice or just something that you've personally experienced that you would like to tell to someone who's just starting out in their career and they mm-hmm. are an artist, a creative, a producer, anything that's like not the traditional like nine to five profession, or maybe they are in that nine to five profession, but that isn't really their truth. What would you love to share with them and just have like put that in their ear? Um, whatever it is that you feel, that thing that you think about all the time, that brings you excitement, just start somewhere. Mm. You don't have to, you don't have to uproot, you don't have to create this whole scene and, you know, um, because you think it looks like quitting your job or you think... It looks like moving to another place. You can do all of those things. Right. And actually, you probably will need to mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually. But right now, if you're having trouble, if there's something that you're having trouble to, just give that a little less of your attention. Like, okay, energetically. Because we could be really fixated on, on what's not working or what's fucked exactly. up. Or, okay, so back up it. off of that a little bit. And the things that you do feel good about the things that you do consistently think about that bring you happiness or whatever, start to jot it down. Start to think about it. Start to think about how you would feel if that were the life that you were were living and start to create dialogue with yourself, not false dialogue. So like if you feel bad and you're like, I feel great, the -hmm. universe is going to respond to how you actually feel. But if you're like, you know what? I know there's a version of myself that feels good. You can believe that because you can believe because you felt good before. So, you know, that right. you can get there, or, you know, or if you can say this too shall pass or um, or if you if you want to say, you know what, I want to feel good. That's something I want. People are around me are feeling good all the time. I know it's close. Mm. Something general like that. And once you're able to be more, you could be more specific once you feel more specific. I love that. So that, and like I said, I'm still figuring it out right now. A big thing, a big lesson of mine is I'm learning to be the the financial equivalent to what I am wanting or desiring to bring into my life. And which so, is big. Which is huge, mm-hmm. a huge, it feels really good. Uh, so, you know, it's not always about what's in your pocket at the moment. It's about what's about to enter your pocket. Right. And um, so if I'm caught up on like, yo, what I have in my pocket, then I can get really sad because Mm -hmm. I have things to take care of. Right. And running a show is like not cheap. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, However, if I'm like, you know what? I'm I have all these opportunities lined up like one after the other. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. 
I'm very appreciative of the things that are abundant around me. Um, it's close. So for me, it's like it's close. What would be like the ideal person or situation that you bump into or comes your way to help you get to that next step? Right now. Um, and it's, it doesn't have to be outside of you. Right. Because eventually I want to fund my own projects. Okay. Uh, the goal is to not have to seek sponsorship in the way where maybe for the ideal project and I you know I don't want to come out of pocket for that <clears throat> um but where I can eventually I would like to to come out to fund my own projects and obviously get a return on that um but right now uh helping a sponsor for soul sessions will be I put so much energy into this show um to bring to be able to uh, bring out the talent that we want like I didn't state our, our mission, but our mis- mission is to uplift the planet through art, period. And um, the more resources I have to financially to bring these people that I have in my mind, like I can see it and where right. it goes and like the level of production I want to take it to, like uh, uh, getting, fixing up our booths and like uh, just a better platform on our stage and lighting and, and more equipment for audio and all that. In order to do all these things, it does obviously take money. So a, a sponsor for that who is willing to work with me, um, like, in a loving way, not in this, I don't want bad business, you know. So if we can negotiate something in a way where it works for that for that person and for, for us, that's that's probably the most immediate thing I, I would need because it would also help me to not have to figure out what gig I have to take mm-hmm. that I don't want to take in order to focus to do on the it. projects. Yeah. Would you ever consider crowdsourcing? I have. And very, I was, I had some conf- conflict with it for a while, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm coming around. Because I remember when the big decision was to even charge at the door. Yeah, man, that was a huge man. That was a huge because we. I remember sitting at that kitchen table. Yeah, and I was just like, um, I really feel like you can. (laughs) And I feel like you should. I was like, I remember saying ten dollars, and you're like, no, I'll do five dollars. I was like, I feel like you could do ten. You could, oh, you could get away with twenty. Right. But you're like, no, no, no. I'll start with five. And I remember, like, being so proud of you when I saw it on the flyer that came out. I was mm. like, ah, oh, good. Mm. And I felt really good to go and pay. Mm. As a consumer. So like you, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It felt really good to pay because I get so much value. I feel like it's going to church. And I feel like it's supporting the community. It's supporting your mission. Honestly, if I didn't pay, it would probably make me feel like I was taking versus contributing. <clears throat> So I think anything that you do around that would really take off because people want to contribute. And, and it's finding those people of. who feel mm. like that, though. But you have that. I do. And you know what's funny is our and crowd And you started creating the um, email list, right? No. Okay, so we'll do that. Okay. <laughs> yes. You know what? For a long time, I wanted you to come on our team, be a part really? of our team. Yeah, I just, but I, I have to have a budget for you. <laughs> so I'll help in the meantime. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. I'll do a free sure. workshop. Okay. Of just like really basic things that we could start doing, like low hanging fruit. 
Okay. To yeah. build a brand to get money. Sure. And I'm well, still learning that side too, but I'm like in the trenches of learning that. And that's part of me of like, I'm in these meetings and I'm like, oh my God, like what? There's <laughs> like a lot of money on the line and they're looking at me. I'm like, I'm doing my best. <laughs> you're doing, you're doing the I got awesome this activation job. going on and we're going to have a DJ, you know? <laughs> Um, but anything that I could do to, like, be in those experiences and get over my own shit, because before those those experiences used to really trigger me, and I would get really defensive and really fiery and curse people out and, like, fuck you, fuck this, I'm out. But I'm working on being in it and, like, just seeing it and not taking it personal. Right. And then being able to be like, you guys have an amazing thing this is what I could contribute. Right. And not in a way that I feel like I'm like depleting myself, but more of like, if that, could, if what I'm going through could be of service to community projects that are tried and true and people I respect, like that's part of it. Right. You know? Word. And, and what you just also shared here, like we could have recorded this and you could have sold it mm. and you could still do it. Okay. I'll give you the file. Brianna will email it to you. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you you have enough and you are enough and you are really on this next page that, honestly, I don't see in a lot of the stuff that I'm reading or learning. Not that I'm, like, at this high level, but, like, I feel like I'm pretty much, like, I'm actively seeking Mm -hmm. information, right? But Mm -hmm. what you just shared and what Magic shared, it's, like, that's even, like, the next level shit. And I think more people are going to be, like, where do we go from here? Like, their eyes are getting open. Their ears are opening. They're like, oh, my, wow, okay, this is even deeper or more expansive than I even thought. Where do I go from here? And what you just shared is very much that next step. And you can package that, and I will help. Because that can <laughs> be a you. series. My, you're, you're my next step. And that's, to, like, helping me. But you see what I'm saying? Like, there. I feel like we both bring... Everyone brings something to the table. That's the co-op. That's the co There you go. That's oh essentially God, what the co-op is. Really? It is, literally. When you were asking about how how does someone support you that does that, it's essentially about having them understand that their what their power is and bringing their power to the table, and we support each other. Mm. That is essentially the co-op. That is the co-op. That's the co-op. And I just realized, were we talking for two hours? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> And you know what? Can I just can I get can I say something? Yeah. I really, really, really appreciate Joe Rogan. So if you're listening to mm-hmm. this, do you? I want to come on your show. She didn't even know Joe Rogan was from Fear Factor. Yeah, I didn't know that. She really? has no idea about my, his Fear Factor. My association life. with him, even I probably should have heard it on the podcast. It's just like podcast. I know he's a comedian, but I just that's don't okay. Really. Factor. Yeah, I really, I'm a fan of Joe Rogan. And I'm you know, shocked. <laughs> also, I like a lot of podcasts. Let me be very upfront. Um, Joe Button. But I like Joe Button's podcast. But what's what's cool about Joe Rogan's podcast is that he has who he is and what he can get out of someone who is like a mad scientist mm. or an athlete or an artist, a rapper, you know, or a neurosurgeon it's just it's beautiful and I, I it's and that's the thing like it's just 
he's being himself. And most people, on, most people on podcasts are just being, that's what, I think that's yeah. why this whole podcast thing is like amazing because most people leading podcasts are just being themselves around whatever topic of discussion. Um, and, um, the conversations that I see him having have to do about progressing humanity forward. And that's why I like him. Mm. Well, that's good. Yeah. In the sense that that triggered that memory in the conversation we just had. Because <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I feel like this will be a good listen for someone when they're working on their things or even cleaning their house and being like, I just want to, like, I'm stuck in this cycle. And this is why I wanted to create a podcast because I know myself, you get in these loops and you're like, fuck, like, there has to, like, I see people doing it. Hmm. I know it's possible, but how do I start doing it? Like, how do I just get out of my own rut or, like, cycle or, like, learning this stuff or unlearning stuff and processing, but then needing to still show up? And I think this was a beautiful podcast that I will for sure be listening to when I'm in those moments of like process be in it be who you are and by doing that you'll be able to show up more and you'll be able to move forward more and you'll be able to figure out what the next step looks like you'll be able to monetize that thing or produce this next level and also come deeper into you who you are as a person and uplift your family because you're just going through it right and, and I think that's yeah. money is the symptom <laughs> it's a side effect not of the yeah you. not what you go after but the symptom it's a side effect and allowing yourself yeah. to have that I think for a long time too and this will be a whole other conversation Man. of like you have to be a starving artist to be a real artist yeah we're you breaking ha- that now like, no like, yeah. we are not starving artists so we'll this. just <laughs> cut yeah we'll plant that seed that will be Getting another conversation <sighs> And it, a lot of people I know, like, in, like, nonprofit or, like, activism, it's very much that mentality that I've just been, like, in people's ears of, like, treat it as a business. Whatever mm-hmm. you're doing, and that honestly why I went to business school is because I'm, like, if you could figure out how to make money, you could figure out whatever, and you could apply it to whatever, and you could apply it to the best things that could save humans and mm-hmm. the planet and animals but until you could just learn the basic of economics and how to sustain that or grow that, mm. you could apply it to anything. Mm. And not that I'm a master of it, and I never even say I teach or know about business because I'm very much a student, but just the basic stuff that I know and I've applied and I've seen, like that's what I want to share. Because I feel like we could, if we could connect all of that together with the consciousness, with the intention, with different people, not just one looking person, like all different people and all different experiences who are doing this inner work and outer work. And then we could apply that to create this micro economy mm-hmm. where people could like sustain and grow and be who they are by creating something that other people see a value and other people are seeking of what they're creating. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. I should. So we're creating this ecosystem. <laughs> I mean, and that's why I keep saying, like, this could be a workshop because I'm just seeing, like, I know people want it. And the more that we just create it and bring it to market, the more that you can sustain doing that work. And you could invest back in yourself and take care of yourself even deeper. And it's you being you. And it's this you being you. It, and it's sharing what you already are doing or whatever you're thinking about. And you can yeah. leverage it however you want. Right. I agree. And that's another thing when we talked about, like, uh, protesting and all that. Like, 
having like the starving artist, the the lack mentality. It's like our audience at Soul Sessions is changing drastically, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah, what were you gonna say with that? Um, obviously, uh, our friends are busy, so a lot of people in town have a lot of things going on, so they can't attend all the time. But our audience is just like different. It's like a whole group, new group of people, and it's kind of cool. Really? Yeah, and I I just the way that I see it is that when we did start to charge we lost some of those people which mm-hmm. is fine but i really want to encourage the people who want to invest in themselves that's who i want there yeah in whatever way it doesn't have to be finance it doesn't have to be uh finance finances uh but on some level energetically the people who are investing themselves and they understand the value that we're producing mm-hmm that are willing to, to, to contribute in that way because they want that for themselves. That's who I want at Soul Sessions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm, I'm really tired of having conversations with people about, um, you know, why we're doing the things that we're doing. There, there are people, and some of them are my friends, you know, and that's fine. Um, why we are charging this or, uh, you know, sometimes it's about vending fees. And it's like, mm-hmm. well... We're on a, a whole property here. Yeah. We have an electric bill. We have staff. We have featured acts. We have permits. But you're doing it now in a responsible way, in a progressive way, in a way that speaks to who you are so you could do your thing and produce more and that you could bring more value and... Uh, monetary achievements if you will to the artists that you want to support and you're attracting the consumers who want to be a part of it and pay for it exactly and i want those people to know that i'm not coming to your event and not paying Mm -hmm. unless you tell me ahead of time you put me on a guest list which a lot of people have told me and you know sometimes i'm like i'm gonna pay anyway but i'm gonna treat your show your show at the door like i want you to treat mine because i'm your friend and i want to build up what you're doing you know and that's the only it it makes it just makes sense it's logical i love it well let's end it on that logical note (laughs) (laughs) i love you thank you so much honestly this was a very just important conversation and i think we probably broke a timer on recording but (laughs) This will be a good one when you could just like chill and listen and just allow yourself to process and be open-minded. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that because I could not have done it without you. And you bring a lot to the table and I'm really, truly grateful. Ashe, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. see that and vice versa. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I'll see you on the next episode of The Art of Creating Things with I'll Kelly Bennett. Yeah, and Tree <laughs> will be back at Magic. Hey. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>